A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long tube with a bunch of bees. Do you believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in His Son. Right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog, episode 84. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. So I know it's just been a few minutes since we were together. Two podcasts in one day, just trying to play catch up from the week I took off uh, over the holiday. Um, Saints Unscripted, uh, Faith and Beliefs did not take a week off, so they put out a video, so now I got to catch up and and respond to it. So this whole podcast, The Master's Dog, came out of responding to the LDS Saints Unscripted podcast, their segment called Faith and Beliefs. And they started doing this, started out with the LDS Articles of Faith, and I made a commitment to respond to every one of those. Initially, I thought they were just going to kind of go through the Articles of Faith, but then they kept going on other issues, so I kept going along with it. Uh, a little ways in, I decided to um, expand to dealing with all kinds of false teachers, and that's when the name changed from Faith and Beliefs Refuted to The Master's Dog. So um, that's just a little bit of background on the podcast, why we're doing what we do. And so we are today, again, like I said, we're playing catch up with 
the Saints Unscripted. So we are responding to, I keep saying we, it's me. Um, I, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. Uh, I don't have a, a, a huge production team. It's it's me. But you're here. So it's it's we, I guess. Um, so they, David is going to take us through a little bit of something about evidence for the Book of Mormon. We've kind of hit these topics here and there all a few times, uh, but we keep coming back to it because of the fact that they can't get around it. Yeah, that the evidence of the Book of Mormon or lack thereof is a huge issue that the LDS have to deal with. And so David is going to try to do that. And again, he's going to try to do that by trying to convince you that lack of evidence is enough evidence for the Book of Mormon. So all that being said, here we go. This is David, Saints Unscripted, Faith and Beliefs, uh, evidence, archaeological evidence of the Book of Mormon. Is there any? Let's go. Hey guys, so today we're going to look at one of the most controversial questions regarding the Book of Mormon. Why haven't archaeologists found anything in the New World that categorically proves that the Book of Mormon is true? It's a fair question, so let's talk about it. Okay, does anybody really think this is the most controversial question? How about the fact that it's supposedly written in uh, reformed Egyptian on gold plates that were hidden in a hill that uh, were taken back to he heaven or somewhere by an angel, were taken away by an angel. So we have absolutely no manuscript evidence. Uh, we have no bibliography evidence. We have, we have no evidence, manuscript or otherwise. I don't know that archaeological evidence is, really can be the most controversial question. I would say the most controversial question is, why did the angel have to take these plates away? Why are these plates not here to be examined and looked at today? That's the most controversial question. Um, and again, we've, we've gone back and forth over witnesses and stuff like that. Provide the plates. That would be proof of this Book of Mormon. That would be, that would be enough to go if we if, if you could but the angel took them away if my 15 year old son i don't have one but again i mean i'm not completely getting ahead of myself on this entire video but still if i had a 15 year old son who came to me and said hey i've got these plates but yeah i have to keep them covered up and and so on and 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 now the angel took them away those are that's that's <laughs> Yeah, let's continue. All right, so the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints does not have an official stance on where in the Western Hemisphere the events of the Book of Mormon took place. That said, most Latter-day Saints scholars agree that ancient Mesoamerica fits the bill. The rest of this video will be based on... But didn't Joseph take these out of the Hill Cumorah, which is in the plates out of the Hill Cumorah, which is in somewhere in Upper New York? So wouldn't that be that that was the place? Wouldn't it wouldn't it make sense? Did did Moroni travel thousands of miles from Mesoamerica to New York to put these plates in a in a hole in the ground? If the plates were found in in New York palmyra or wherever it was wouldn't that give you some kind of an idea that that is the area i don't know call me 
elementary, call me basic, call me simple. That seems to be, if Joseph claimed to find these plates in a hole in a hill in upper New York, and that so much of it, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's been long enough that since I've read the Book of Mormon that maybe they traveled all over the place and, and so on. But we should have one simple area where we know part of the Book of Mormon happened, right? But no, there's there's no official no official position from the, the church on where any of these things happened. On that assumption, sorry to all of the Heartlanders out there. The geographic descriptions within the Book of Mormon itself are remarkably consistent with each other, but none of the New World names they mentioned then have been tied to any specific archaeological sites today. So we don't have a reference point to anchor any specific orientation of Book of Mormon geography. Now that should come as no surprise because in the words of archaeologist Mark Wright, we do not know the ancient names of the vast majority of ancient Mesoamerican cities. So one thing you've got to understand is that when it comes to Book of Mormon archaeology, we're not even totally sure where to start looking. We'll follow that trail. What trail? You've also got to realize that less than 1%... When it makes sense to start looking, somewhere in Palmyra, near where the Hill Cumorah was, maybe find this hole in the ground that Joseph took the plates out of, would seem like a good place to start. If you have the ending point, don't you think you can work your way back? That would just kind of make sense to me. Percent of Mesoamerica has been professionally surveyed. I see you drinking 1%. In 2015, archaeologist William Saturno agreed with that statistic, saying, of all of the Maya sites that we know to exist, we have excavated less than 1% of them. The sites themselves that we've done excavations at, we've excavated less than 10% of 1% we're still just scratching the surface. On top of that, those estimates were made before all of this great LiDAR laser tech came out, which has revealed just how blind we've been to vast ruins hidden beneath the Mesoamerican jungle canopy. So when you ask yourself why archeologists haven't positively identified Book of Mormon stuff, remember the words of George Stewart, who was the director of the Center for Maya Research. Truth is, we don't know squat. Break out the shovels. It's time to start digging. Digging? It's also important to remember what kinds of sites within that 1% are being explored. Classic period sites have traditionally been the focus of excavations, while pre-classic formative sites have largely been ignored by archaeologists and looters alike, since the artifacts tend to be less valuable or exciting. So not only are sites just not being excavated yet, but the ones that are generally only overlap with the last 100, 150 years of Nephite history. And the cherry on top is the fact that by the end of the Book of Mormon, the Nephite civilization had been utterly destroyed by their rivals, the Lamanites. And the Lamanites were left in a constant cycle of civil war. Given the circumstances, I'm not even sure how much would be left to find that would positively identify a site as Nephite or Lamanite. You maniac! You blew it up! Some archaeologists, like John Clark, believe... So again, the convenience factor is, well, the plates were taken away by an angel and everything that was possibly archaeological evidence of this book being written here on this continent has pretty much been destroyed as well. It's really, really convenient, isn't it?
believe that Book of Mormon cities have been found. They're well known and their artifacts grace the finest museums. They are merely masked by archaeological labels such as Maya, Olmec, and so on. And he's got a point. If an archaeologist finds an ancient pot, how is he supposed to know if it's a Nephite pot or a pre-classic Mayan pot? Again, we don't know the ancient names of the vast majority of Mesoamerican sites, and written texts from the New World in general are severely lacking. I'm looking at you, tropical climate and Spanish conquistadors. You maniac! You burned it up! Without written identifiers that can contextualize sites and artifacts, we're largely flying blind. We don't even know what the Aztecs, Maya, and Olmecs anciently called themselves, but it certainly wasn't what we call them today. Also, keep in mind that the thousands of separate ancient cities that we label as Maya never conceptualized themselves as being part of a single culture. Rather, each polity was a nation unto itself. And the same is true for the dozens of other cultures that dot the Mesoamerican landscape. Now, some people wonder, well, wait a minute. If Lehi and his... But to create, to, to have the, what was supposedly this, this massive Nephite nation you would have some of that unified stuff. Oh, that's right. It was all blown up. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, all gone. All gone. These, these, these hundreds of different ancient civilizations that were constantly at war with each other, we find all kinds of their artifacts. But these two massive nations that, that fought with each other for hundreds of hundreds of years, going back and forth, over this, and then we get nothing from them. You realize how deceptive that sounds. His family originally spoke Hebrew. There's got to be a scrap of Hebrew chiseled somewhere, right? That is an excellent question. Fair question. On top of all of the other factors we've considered, many Latter-day Saints believe that Lehi's party was originally a small fish in a large cultural pond, and that their native language would have been overtaken fairly quickly by dominant Mesoamerican languages. The idea is that as time passed, only a select group continued to be trained in the language of their forefathers, probably largely for record-keeping purposes. So again, there's really no way of even telling how much old world language there would even be left to find, but we'll see what turns up in coming decades. But in the... Uh original Book of Mormon in the introduction we see where is this I should have got to this and had this ready to go uh, da, 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 da. testimonies testimonies okay but supposedly I mean I don't have the page here I can't find it um, The Book of Mormon plates, blah, 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 brass plates. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have really planned for this a little better. But the point is, is the old introduction page to the Book of Mormon claimed that the Nephites and the Lehi, the, the Le Le Nephites and the Lamanites were among, were the primary ancestors of the Native American. This was the claim. This was the claim. So how are we getting all these different that overtook them and their native language 
instead of them being, if they were the primary ancestors, why didn't their language dominate? Why didn't that come into being the dominant language? If they were the, the primary ancestors, oh, that's right. Now we had to go back and say they were among the ancestors. And, and then it, it's here again, we get into this thing with the Book of Mormon. I mean, archaeological evidence, bibliographical evidence, I can't hate saying that word. I always sound dumb when I try to say it. Um, geographical, archaeological, historical, any of this evidence pales in the fact that there is so much deception and deceit and just ridiculousness in the stories of Joseph Smith and, and the telling of this that all that other stuff pales in comparison to the, the fact that so much has had to change because science proves the things wrong. Patience while archaeology catches up with scripture is something that all people of faith need to get comfortable with. Old world archaeology doesn't suffer from all of the same difficulties as new world archaeology. But the fact is, the vast majority of events in the Bible have not yet been archaeologically proven to be true. For example, how much evidence has been found proving that there were thousands of Israelite slaves that eventually left Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, and wandered in the desert for 40 years? Zero much, that's how much. That's not true. We have Egyptian writings and drawings and stuff that show that there were Hebrew slaves in Israel for a period of time. Now we don't have the we don't have writings and stuff except for the Old Testament, which is a historical writing showing that they they went through the right way. I mean, it's not like we have Egyptian stuff that that shows this or anything else, but we have we have the reality of there were Hebrew slaves in Egypt. We have the archaeological evidence of hundreds of cities and so on. We have, uh, you know, Old and New Testament and, and things like this. We have the evidence. We have tons of it. We have had nothing that has proven any of it wrong in the, the stuff that has come out over time. But the the evidence that we do have from the bible stands up the to the test we have nothing in the book of mormon to put to a test nothing Zero! an article from the jerusalem post even says the exodus is so fundamental to us and our jewish sources that it is embarrassing that there is no evidence outside of the bible to support it of course, just because evidence hasn't been found does not mean these events never happened. When hard evidence is lacking, Bible scholars instead look for evidence of plausibility. The same principle applies to the Book of Mormon. In fact, Mesoamerican scholar John Sorensen wrote an entire book doing exactly that. So check that out if you want to really dive deep into this subject. We've also touched on this idea in this episode about Book of Mormon anachronisms. Also, check out the notes and resources in the YouTube description of this video for more information. And have a great day. All right. So there you go. Um, we're going to prove to you that it, it, there's evidence by showing that there's no evidence. And but saying that there because there's lack of evidence in other places, that that means that there should be evidence and, and blah, 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 blah. The reality of the whole issue with the Book of Mormon. And I mean, Book of Mormon aside, I mean. We're, they're never going to find evidence that the Book of Mormon is true. Never going to find it. And I will make that statement absolutely 
adamant at this point in time because we I know I bear you my testimony that the Book of Mormon is not true. How about that? Supposedly, this young man finds these plates in a hole, in a hill, showed to him by an angel, which is where this huge, massive battle happened. There's your point of origination. That's where you should start with your archaeology. How come nobody from Brigham Young University or anywhere else is out there excavating the Hill Cumorah? Why not? Why are we not doing this to find the evidence of the massive battle that happened in this area of, of, of New York where Moroni met his, his, his end and hid these plates in a hole in the ground to show them to a young boy hundreds or thousands of years later who then translated them by putting his, hat in, his face in a hat with a rock and words showing up on the rock and he wasn't even looking at the plates. He didn't read anything off the plates. They were always covered up and so on. And then he put his face in a hat and he put his rock in the hat and he put his face in the hat. And then he did all this translation and the Book of Mormon is done. And then he shows it to some people and they bear their testimony that they saw it with the eye of faith or by the power of heaven or whatever the wording of the, 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 uh, the witnesses are. And then the angel comes and he takes them back to heaven or wherever it is that the angel took them. Who knows? But these plates are completely gone. There is zero manuscript evidence for the Book of Mormon. And the, 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 what is the word that I'm looking for? The manuscripts, the, the written copies that we have from the point where, from the original, which was taken away, till now has been changed thousands of times. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you, do you see the, the ridiculousness that that is? And then we can take the Book of Mormon off the table. We can take the Doctrine and Covenants, all of the Mormon scripture off the table, and we look at what their gospel is. They teach a false Christ that is not the, the Jesus of the Bible. They teach a false God. It is not God the Father of the Bible. Because he makes it clear there's no gods before him. And they teach that there have been thousands of gods before him, potentially. And that there will be thousands of gods after him, making him a liar when he speaks in Isaiah. They think they believe in a false god, a false Christ who is not the creator of all things, who is not co-eternal with the Father, but he is a, a, a spiritual offspring of a sexual relationship between God the Father and a, God, uh, a heavenly mother, who is not the creator of Lucifer, but his brother, who presents us with a false gospel, which is a gospel of works. Well, a, a, a universalist gospel to the most part where everybody, whether they repent or not, gets to go to heaven, but then those who do works get to become gods. So an exaltation by works. So a, a false God with a false Christ, with a false gospel presented by a false prophet. Joseph Smith has, has had at least 50 prophecies that he made that are all recorded, none of which happened. None of which happened. He is a false prophet presenting a false gospel of a false Christ from a false God. So who cares about the archaeological evidence of the Book of Mormon when everything else is corrupt? 
It's a religion that has no salvation. And it falls within John 3.18 that those who do not believe are condemned already. And it's going to be, I, I firmly believe that those who follow after the teachings of Joseph Smith and the LDS Church will be among those people that Jesus talked about in Matthew, in Matthew I can't remember where, Matthew 20-something, where he says, where they will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And I'll say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. These are people who are deceived into thinking they know who Christ is, but they do not know Christ. That is why I do what I do here week after week with this podcast, refuting the statements that they make in the hopes that those few of you who may be LDS or who are investigating might come across this podcast and hear these words and flee from the false gospel, which is Mormonism, and turn to the biblical Christ in repentance and faith and receive the salvation that only he can give. And for those of you who are Christian, I want to encourage you to, as always, preach the gospel at all times, to use words because they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.